Wow, wow, wow. I am so happy to be back for another week of everybody's favorite podcast. Kevin? I believe it is called TV channeling. Yeah, damn straight. TV channeling is back for another week. And here's the thing. We are not alone. Not only do you have my illustrious, fabulous co-host, Kevin, take a bow. Oh, yes, I, I, I am. <laughs> I'm, aw- I'm awaiting the standing ovation as we speak. Yeah, it's not coming. And then, <laughs> then you have me, Tachi. I always forget to say my name, but this week we have two special guests. Kevin, would you like to introduce? Yes, guest? we are so excited because we have Blurred Royalty in the house we have the two hosts of the why so serious podcast brendan and devin say hello to the people what's going on good to be here first of all uh we blurred we have not made any blurred history we are just two guys two cousins that love uh hanging out and talking uh, about the cool shit that we talk about anyway but now we just record it but uh thanks for uh yeah, thinking we're so highly of us. We appreciate it, definitely. Now, see, oh, what you don't do is come to somebody else's house see, and collect that's them. that's what I'm you talking about. Exactly. That was very rude. How dare you? Yes. But it doesn't make what I said any less true. Yes. So. Very true. <laughs> <laughs> no, first, Kevin, your, your, you guys' salaries that, that you guys get paid on the show is uh, amazing. That's We need to celebrate your salaries that you and Tasha make <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you. And I'm looking forward to making triple of the nothing that I make right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to make it happen, Tachi. Make make it happen. happen. Make that change. Triple is a lot. That's a a big jump. That's a huge jump. That's a big jump. (laughs) All right. So before we get to know the guys a little bit better later in the show, we're going to start off with our review of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So uh, for those of you who don't know about it, so this is not your mom's or even, I guess, your big sister's Sabrina. She's, no lo- she's still a teenage witch, but she doesn't like, you know, brag about being a teen anymore. So let me tell you a little bit about the show. All right. Uh, as Sabrina Spellman's 16th birthday uh, on Halloween nears, she uh, spends her days hanging with her f- boyfriend, Harvey, her best friend, Roz, and Susie. Uh, however, on her 16th birthday, she must fully embrace her witch half through a dark baptism where she will pledge her loyalty to the dark lord satan but sabrina is torn and must choose between the witch world and her family uh and uh her human world uh the human world of her friends so everybody what did you guys think of the chilling adventures of sabrina let's start off at the beginning with the opening uh, uh, graphics, the graphics that were basically kind of, uh, 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 what do you call it, uh, graphic novel style uh, animation uh, mm-hmm. of the opening credits that went on really long. If you yes, ask. yes. That's, <laughs> so that's what, what I was about to say. Like, when did the show start? Like, what's happening? Because I thought they were going to paint a picture just about doing that graphic, you know, the, that style of uh, storytelling with the graphic novel um animation and then that never happened we then cut to some real live live action and uh i was uh i was thrown off well i got excited because i was like this is like the start of a comic book show so i (laughs) i'm in because i watch all comic book shows except gotham because it's terrible 
And <laughs> so I was in from the intro. Oh, so you're not. So you think the show is terrible? You're just not bitter about Jada Pinkett Smith being uh, killed off? Well, okay. So not to get off on a tangent, but I watched. The show the is first... nothing but tangents. You haven't I, listened. Yeah, you're good. I, <laughs> I watched the first did. two episodes. Of, I mean, first two seasons of Gotham. And Jada Pinkett getting killed. By the way, she came back, but her getting killed off was ridiculous. But then, as a person who is really into the, I don't need all my shows to be exactly like the comic books. I'm I'm not that type of nerd. However, I do expect them to be like you know somewhat like in the same realm uh, as something I'm used to. And so <clears throat> I saw Jim Gordon, uh, who's, <laughs> who's like the night. Jim Gordon is like the most cop cop ever that does everything by the book and besides messing with Batman. And then I saw Jim Gordon uh, execute someone by having them get on their knees and shooting them from behind (laughs) in the back of the head and then throwing their body into the river. And then I saw Alfred uh, Bruce's uh, Bruce's butler butler, uh, backslap a (laughs) 13-year-old catwoman. (laughs) And so after I see – and then the last thing that fully triggered me was they had chilled, they had uh, 14 or 13 year old uh, poison ivy fall into a sewer. And when she came out of the sewer, she was like 26 year old sex symbol poison <laughs> ivy with oh the brain God. of 13 year old poison ivy. So inside she's still oh. 13, but outside she's dressed in like a mini skirt and has a wonder bra on and is 26 year old walking through like a club. Wait, wait, so, did, wait! Did, 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 did the contaminated water in the sewer give her a wonder bra? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> it was done very poorly, and it was it, it's because you're like you're looking at this little girl, like that girl don't love Selena no more. Like you can't, we can't even her and Selena can't be in the same. Uh, yeah, then, so she goes to hang out with Selena. She's like this grown woman, and Catwoman was like 14. Like. And that can't like, be a thing. Okay, at this time, uh, I'm going. So That's I didn't like, mean to go for that tangent, but I love my comic book shows. And so seeing that intro, I was like, okay, this is. And then I, I was reading up about it, and I was like, it's in the Archie comic universe. Like, and I had no idea. And I was like, That's kind of dope. So I was in. Well, I do. I mean, I have to go on a speaking of a tangent. When it came, I only watched. Well, can you before you go on your tangent? Can I tell you what I thought, Kev? Is, is that is that possible? <laughs> no, because no, it's only like one sentence, and then I'll leave it alone. I only watched one episode of Gotham because I I had to watch. Once I watched Bruce Bruce uh, Wayne's parents be murdered for the eight thousandth time, I'm out. I can't watch those pearls hit the ground ever again. <laughs> that was actually three sentences, Kevin. But thank you for you know, attempting. Okay, so what did you think of the opening credits that oh. were in the style of the graphic novel, Tachi? Oh well, since I'm chopped liver, I don't know that you care. But anyway, <laughs> I I, I what agree. You about those graphics, to, Tachi. What, oh, I have to agree with um, Brandon. Was that you who said uh, that you were there for the graphic novel? That was you, right? Yes. Yeah, that was yeah. Brandon. That's him. Yeah, so I I was there for the for the graphics at the beginning. I do agree with Devin. They went on a tad damn bit too long, but I like I liked it. What I what I would have liked is uh, kind of as Devin said, if they they would have pulled that into the world of the show somehow, rather than being a separate part outside. What 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 is it called? Extra diegetic is actually the term. Oh. So speak outside, on it, doctor. Speak on it. 
I'm, 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 let me speak. I'm on my pulpit now. So <laughs> rather than being outside of the world of the film, I, I would have liked for that to be inside the world. So diegetic inside the world, world of the TV show somehow. I, I mean, I think they could have done some cool stuff in terms of, of the, I, I really, okay, let, let me tell you, Kevin knows this. I am not a fan of horror type stuff. And although this is not horror, horror, I don't, okay, I don't need to see anybody else killed with scissors. I don't need to see these <laughs> That was not like that. That was here for that. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Oh, oh, oh the hell well. If, 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 if I had to go through it, people have to have it. Somebody is gouged with scissors. So I, that is not my favorite thing. I think there are ways you can do it by hinting at it without actually doing it. Okay, fine, whatever. But that could have been a point where the... Uh, the the cartoon where the graphic novel part kind of picked up. That's just me, but who am I? I mean, we got Netflix budget. We got unlimited budgets right now, so I mean, you got to show it. Well, okay, no, okay, now, uh, first of all, I'm not going to even, that's one thing, uh, when you have a co-host who's a professor, you got to keep your vocabulary game popping. All right, so <laughs> what they could have done, which they what they didn't, what they should have been doing is at the opening of each scene, it could have been a trend that we should we could have seen an animated image yes. of yes. the scene and then yes. have it fade into yes. actual reality. Yes, so that's, that's what, what they I would have done. Did. But again, they made the mistake of not consulting us. Thank you. I don't know why they don't, but they Thank did you. not. And that would have made the show even better. But I do want to say one thing about the opening montage. I like at the very end, I don't know if you all caught it, they, they give a nod to the original comic book version mm-hmm. Of, mm-hmm. Uh, of Sabrina, which was nice, even though she had her back arched way more than any <laughs> cartoon character ever has before. So she was giving us a whole Betty Page thing. I'm like, all right, I'll let it slide just this once. Absolutely. Oh, can I can I add one other thing? Kevin knows that I detest teenage angst. <laughs> I can't stand teenagers with all she's, their she's angst. Still better about me having us review Riverdale. Oh my god, man! I like I enjoyed that first season of Riverdale. Uh, second season was good and then like now I, I'm kind of in and out I, but I see a, they went in a whole different direction so like I would be curious to see where they are like so I would one day go back and watch it and catch up so Tati you're telling me you don't enjoy Twilight oh no <laughs> teenage angst uh uh-uh. uh not for nothing just angry old for, for nothing and, and what I don't like about Riverdale even more than the teenage angst even more than the fact that Archie or the teacher slept with Archie and that's yeah, yeah. nasty problematic nasty uh the fact is that he dyes his hair with orange kool-aid that is the worst <laughs> guy I've seen. yeah hair by crayola but anyway so <laughs> so um <laughs> now that we've gotten past the opening credits which took, took us like 10 minutes to discuss the credits what, <laughs> what what did you guys think about the overall look of the show because i loved uh the kind of the the show is really playing basically speaking of gotham it's playing with what time it's supposed to be taking place in because all yes. the cars are seriously retro the wardrobe seriously retro you do not see one cell phone in all of the first episode but uh you do see a character with a laptop so yeah it's like that yeah. batman the animated series mm. it's like if you ever watched batman the animated series from the 90s it's like yes. everybody's got these old cars and these old suits but then batman's got like this supercomputer 
and <laughs> and all these villains have all this crazy tech, but the the everyday mobsters are running around with Tommy guns like it's the twenties. So I kind of like when they mix uh, times up to create like this because and and it's supposed to be this world that's like this magical world. So I can imagine them messing around with the time a little bit, and I I kind of like that. But I think it's also supposed to take place in the same universe as uh, Riverdale. Riverdale. Yes. I think yes, they actually are the rival high school because when any any TV show for some reason uh, that has teens, uh, especially when they're sexy teens, there's only <laughs> one. They only play one school whenever there's a sporting event. There's just one school that they play every game. Mm-hmm. And then whenever there's the big playoff thing, there's magically some other school that we never heard of that they're playing against for the very first time. I mean, because that's a big state, you know? That's state championship. They, they got, it's a big state they live in. You got to make that, that hike. But, I mean, it, you have to set up for that, you know? That's a long journey. You got to get these permission slips lined. You got to get, you know, you got to play the games. You can't keep playing, you know, it's not two-game season, you know? So yeah, you can't keep playing Greendale throughout the whole uh, the whole season. Okay. <laughs> also, those football players look mad corny to me. Like, oh. if I played against them in high school, I'd have smashed them. They were like, <laughs> I'm not sure what position of football players played, but they was weak. But that is the poster of toxic masculinity, and, like, they showed it in two seconds. Like, and you could just get, like, oh, this is the rape culture. This is definitely happening early. Like, without even – you know, making them say it sends out of their mouth. Like that is rape culture right there personified. Absolutely. It is definitely the epitome of toxic masculinity. And the thing that I do like about this overall, so I want to go back to the look of the show in a minute, but the thing that I do like about this is that they do tackle these, these issues. I wanted so badly not to, not to like this show and not to want to keep going and watching. I figured the one episode, that'll be it for me because I can't do teenage angst, but it, it, it positions itself as somewhat more intelligent than the average teenage angsty show. Yes, I agree. You know what I'm saying? There's a high level level of high-mindedness there, and they're actually dealing with issues. So when, I can't remember her friend, the one that's like, andro- I'll just say she's androgynous, but uh, they... The- Sophie, Sophie, hold on, what's her name? It starts with S. I think it might be Sophie. I'm not 100% yeah, sure. Heard, her. She has two friends. There's Sophie and Roz, and I get them. Okay, okay, Roz, 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 Roz is, is the black one. one. Rod well, then it's Sophie. So Sophie, yeah, Sophie. Do you know, Kevin? Yeah. yeah so Sophie is the one. Susie. <laughs> Susie. Susie. Susie is the one who uh, uh, it gets attacked by some of the football players, and they yes. put right. her and they shirt up her shirt. To, to basically uh, confirm if she's a, a guy or a girl. Yes. Which is despicable, but those are things that happen. So well, I'm speaking glad- of despicable, the principal was really. Vague. Oh, he's trash. He was not cool. He's not. Look, he's just a long line of men that have that thinking in that place because we'll, we'll, they go back into it when it started in the 1600s. So, I mean, hey. But here's see- the thing. This whole show is, I mean, I mean, full disclosure, I kept watching past episode one. Yeah, me too. Um, but even episode one, like, it seems like the theme that they're going for this show is to talk about, like, uh, this patriarchy. And, and it's, yeah. like a, it's like a... Um, analogy for patriarchy because the dark lord is basically like uh to women he's basically like when you turn 16 like you got to give up everything and submit to me basically that's what what he's saying you're getting married to him in fact that's why 
you know, she, when it came to that thing, there was a whole thing of the dress. So as, as it goes on, you start to see how they compare that whole thing to a marriage. And of course the benefits are not for the women in that case. <laughs> no. Yeah, and she all. actually and she actually has the the nerve, the gall to actually question why does she have to purify herself <laughs> for him? You know, she she even she actually uses the word choice, like you know, why isn't it my choice? Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to be informed when I make my choice. And I just thought, wow, this is this this yeah, they really are taking this to a different place than you might think. Can Especially I tell you? You I'm see, sorry. When you see that animation of her all with her back all arched, I'm like, wow, okay, you're, you're messing with us now. Yeah, not cute. But I, I, can I tell you that it hit me after the fact because what I did not do was read anything prior to it. I just watched. So I, I'm going off of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. <laughs> okay? I'm so blown away because like, I was like, <laughs> I didn't even know this was an RG comic. And so after I watched the... Uh, the Back to the first episode, and I was like, well, let me see what, because I didn't know Sabrina was hanging out with Archie and them, but apparently in the comics, she hung out with them before, and her name was definitely Sabrina, um, uh, what's her last name? Um, Spellman. Spellman, yeah. And I was like, oh, wow. Like, I was like, where's Melissa Joan Hart? And I, why didn't they, I was, I went back in the whole time machine because I was thrown away. Like, I knew these people, and then these other people matched up. And I just went off the TV show. I didn't even know it was a comic book. So it was refreshing to realize that there's some substance. There's a lot of stuff to, to uh, flush out here. And uh, it's going to be really good. Absolutely. But I didn't know that there. I, I was like, who's this dark lord they're talking about? And it was not connecting that they were talking about Satan. I was like, but who is this dark lord? What? What? <laughs> and then they started to say things. I was like, wait, wait now. Are, are they talking about <laughs> Is this Satan? Is this who they're talking about? And then it comes. I said, oh, yeah. And then yeah. I had to pray. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Did you order some uh, holy water from Amazon? <laughs> no, I, no I, I had, I just blessed the water I had from the tap and said, I hope this covers me. Let me make a quick, because I really did not realize. But the, the fact that it, I was like, oh, okay. But it's just so, it's, it's, executed in such a way that you're not thinking about that. I'm sure the Catholic church is in love with this show. <laughs> Facetious. <saying that. laughs> it, would, it, would it, it would make even this review even spookier as we talk about this spooky show with the dark Lord is the fact that we're recording it on all hollows Eve Eve. Yeah. It's actually sure spookier are. than Halloween in a way. We sure. Is that why the original thing didn't work for us? Oh wow! Well, yeah, oh, we, were, we were we had some technical difficulties before. See, yep. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I was about to get my bomb shelter. I heard it. I heard it's the alarm. Yeah, I heard then. that too. I was like, "What is going on?" It's all going down on TV channeling. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's okay. Oh, may I um may I broach the the topic if I may about the look of the show. Yes. Now, yes. Okay. Which was the question I asked like 30 the minutes ago. The original question, but we're all <laughs> on tangents. So, you know, we're not going to forget about an hour show. I can already see this happening. <laughs> so so when, when it comes to the actual look of the show, I was very impressed with the way it was shot. Now, granted, this is 2018. There is no reason for you to have substandard SD VHS looking shows anymore. Otherwise, you don't deserve to be on television or 
over the top. However, I really like the way they played with the sense of space and time in the way they shot it using that filter. It's that mm -hmm. same filter that they use when, which kind of gives it like a double exposure almost, like green and red on the edges, which lets you know that either they're, they're hazy or they're um, dreaming or something is fuzzy. But, uh, you know, something is fuzzy in terms of their recollection, but they went in and out of that. So they were going in of the, into the world and out of the world, which is, it gave me this kind of almost Legion-ish feel. If you guys watch Legion. Yes, I was going to say that. That's yes, crazy. <laughs> feel. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. The fil I also like the color filters that they did was very like green tinted. Mm -hmm. and, and I really thought that brought a lot out, especially in uh, the Spellman's house at the mortuary. Because okay, you know what? Okay, wait, wait. I'm sorry, but we got no, go we have to discuss their house. the The house of it's this gothic mansion. It is a character in itself. When we see, we first introduce the uh, to the interior of the house when Sabrina comes home from her date, and she starts dancing up that double staircase. It was mm -hmm. epic looking. That set looks like it's almost a real place. But one thing I have to say about these uh, gothic mansions with these cavernous rooms. Is there some kind of rule that when you live in a house like that, you can only have like two little tiny lamps in every room? <laughs> <laughs> and if you do do that, can we at least agree that you can get uh, uh, light bulbs that are above 40 watts? Why do they, it is so dim in that house. Mm -mm. Lighting from Ikea doesn't work in those houses. Everybody has incredible eyesight because I don't know how they're reading or studying anything because it is so dark in there. It's See, for the love of nostalgia. I mean, I mean that's why my uh, the uncle. I mean, is it cousin Amos or the uncle? It's, it's, cousin. it's, it's cousin. cousin Ambrose. Ambrose or cousin Ambrose? Yes. <laughs> Did you call uh, him Amos? <laughs> oh, you know what? First of all, I'm just gonna throw it out here. I, the guy on the show, I am the host that never prepares all the way. I never have any notes in front of me. I'm just going on how I feel. Just it's a feel thing. So like, I kind of heard it and I recollect a little bit, but I forgot his name. <laughs> Okay, that's okay. That's what I do. Um, I bring yeah, the, the welcome realness. to my world. I bring the realness to it. I just, <laughs> I just bring the realness to it. You get a real good first reaction from me. You know, like that's what I'm here. I'm here for the reaction. Not and the I'm here for it. I love it. Um, but yeah, like you see, he got to be on his laptop because he can't read a book. Like, yeah, and also, we haven't learned. Okay, first of all, I only watched one episode of this so far. We learned that he has basically been like uh, uh, attached to the house for the last 75 years, some kind of under house arrest, some kind of witchy house arrest. So maybe we'll get more information. You guys may already know what the no, deal they, is. No, they haven't. They haven't. Uh, and so, what he actually did. So, we'll find out. Like, apparently, witch jail is the real jail because, like, you can't do anything. <laughs> As opposed to the fake uh, penitentiary. What is so, I mean, well, that house arrest is real. Well, but before they had, like, you know, laptops, at least he can FaceTime and stuff now. So, what was it like yeah. back in the day? <laughs> he was under house arrest. FaceTime and more. You'll see, Kevin. So, I have a question for uh, you guys. What did you guys think of Hilda and Zelda? Oh my gosh. Okay. I, 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 I'm claiming first on this one. So again, I'm coming off of the Sabrina, the teenage witch where both of them were quirky. One was a little more stable than the other ones, but both of them were kind of quirky and fun. One of them is not very fun at no. all. <laughs> no, and it ruined that for me. Like, I mean, like, like you said, like everything I know about this show, I pretty much based off the Melissa Joan Hart, uh, teenage, uh, I mean, Sabrina, teenage witch. And they like, yo, the contrast between what 
Hilda was and and what Zelda is is completely mind blowing. Like Hilda is almost, she's mean as fuck. She's mean. She, she's, she's super mean and evil. No, Zelda's yeah. mean. Not it's Zelda. Okay. Oh, yes. Zelda. 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 Zelda is the Zelda's playing by Miranda Otto. Yeah, Otto, the, okay. the one that's the, with the smoking and those incredible that cigarette it's holders. Zelda. I've never seen. That's Zelda. Yes, that's Zelda. Yes. Yes, and Zelda also played. Uh, she played this. See, every time. See, here's this is what happens with me, right? I have this thing of like hating people when they play a terrible character. Not terrible mean like bad acting, but terrible like a unbelievable, yeah, a like, terrible character in another show. And then I just see them on every other show, you know, like Stringer Bell and The Wire. Like I can't every time I see Edris Elba, I just see Stringer Bell. Mm. Uh, so Miranda played uh, this character on Homeland that was like, <laughs> like the worst person. Like she like did this. She like committed this. She's like this FBI agent, CIA agent, and she does like this terrible double mur murder. And then she shoots herself in the shoulder to to make herself look like the victim, so everybody falls for her. Like she's this real terrible person in that show. Uh, and she's like the she's like the head CIA agent, and she turns her back on Carrie, and it's all it's all terrible. So every time I see her show up, I'm like, I saw what you did on Homeland. So I know you up to something on here. <laughs> Every time. Every time. That's oh my funny. god, you have no TV forgiveness in you. No. <laughs> Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's, um, she, it's, it, I don't know that it spoiled it for me, but I was just taken aback by the fact that Zelda is so mean and, and frankly, witchy. So, but she sounds witchy really good, doesn't she? She, she, she is the queen of witch. Let me tell you, she is the bogo of witch. The Bible <laughs> of witch. Yeah, and we got to say that they own a mortuary in this version. Yes, uh, they did the not before. And that's another thing. Mm. Never have, we learned something very important in this uh, show. Another more, the more you know. Never get a closed casket for your loved ones because apparently witches will like take parts and like make a stew. Yeah, you gotta get the blood yeah. out of there. You gotta get that blood out of there. But not just the blood. They mentioned the fact that the family uh, in uh, there's a uh, somebody that's uh, uh, there's uh, that's gonna be young buried. boy. Yeah. yeah, and they want they need well they wanted parts of him to uh, make some kind of stew, and they haven't had it in a while because everybody keeps asking for open caskets. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, they should say that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and see what what parts they were actually talking about. Yeah, parts that show clearly so pretty rough <laughs> stuff the moral of the story is don't take your loved one to a witch's mortuary well i don't think they advertise tachi the the, the, the witch's mortuary witches slash undertakers they look witchy like a whole business though like she makes being a witch a whole like a whole business decision like uh and then like you know you get this vibe from hilda like that she just wants to see her 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 niece grow to be the person that her 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 brother that was the, that is her brother right yeah uh, Sabrina's, Sabrina's dad, mother yeah Sabrina's I mean, mother father is up uh, was is her, her, her the, well, he's a warlock okay yeah so Hilda Hilda is the closest one to the character from the previous show to me yes she's very similar in my very similar in, in vibe but she's yes. English now yeah but she, yeah everyone's English except Sabrina which is weird. 
Yeah. Because Ambrose is in, has a British accent. Correct. And some of her friends have a British accent. Oh, wait, but, the other Anne does not have a British accent. No, she doesn't. The smoking one does not have a British accent. Zelda oh, does Zelda. Not. Zelda does not. Yeah, yes. the other the other one has a British accent. So it's two Brits and two non-Brits in the house. And two non-Brits, yeah. Two Which two is very magic. interesting. The magic of television. Anyway, so you just accept it, I guess, that, that she <laughs> doesn't have that, have a British accent. And, and they have to be the only mortuary in town. They have to be. Well, exactly. You don't have any options. So, yeah. Get, a go, get an open casket so your uh, loved ones won't get eight. Also, they spend a lot of time in the in the woods in this show. Okay, like, that's another thing we got to talk about is uh, the effect of global warming on Greendale. <laughs> it, is it is the foggiest place on earth. Take that, London. You got nothing on Greendale in the night, in the day, in the morning, in the evening. It is always constantly foggy, and the streets are constantly wet. I don't think I've seen the sun yet. No, you, and you're not gonna. <laughs> it's gonna always be misty. Sun does not go well with a story about witches. Yeah, so if you, if you grew up, in, if you grew up in Southern California and were always resented the fact that you couldn't really rock a sweater, let alone a trench coat, you need to move to Greendale because you will be wearing your, your winter fall wardrobe will be exactly. on point all the time. <laughs> and you this is like Riverdale. Like Riverdale, I've never seen it like being like super sunny, even though like they went to the 4th of July cookout and him, when Archie was actually like messing with the teacher, it still didn't look like it was warm outside. <laughs> yes, it was. No, no, it wasn't. And then, okay, here's my Riverdale angst thing again. So when, when, and it was night and that's why I couldn't tell what time, remember when Archie, it was like the first episode, he was like, I got to get out of here. And he was just running with his shirt off, but <laughs> the other people had coats on. I'm like, what the hell is this? So there's no <laughs> sense of temperature either. It is never too cold to have your shirt off on Riverdale. You need to face that fact, Tachi. It's never going to be too cold. Oh, it can be. Raining, it's of no consequence to me because I'm not watching it again. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's I'm never too cold to take your shirt off. And whatever. Me can keep screwing the teacher all he likes. I'm not watching it again. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> all right. No. Okay. Well, I want to say something about one of my uh, favorite lines from the show. Okay. Okay from the first episode is when Sabrina is uh, burying a bat that flew into her room. You know, a problem is an issue that all kids can identify with. (laughs) Um, She's burying the bat. First world problems, go ahead. In in their family's pet cemetery. Again, something we all can identify with, right? (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) she's doing that and she's looking kind of like, she's looking like there's something going on with her and her, uh, her cousin Ambrose, who's pansexual, by the way, Thank you, Wikipedia. I wasn't sure what was going on there, but you cleared it up. Anyway, (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, he says, Penny dreadful for your thoughts, Sabrina. And so shout out to Eva Green. So anyway, for those of you who know, Penny dreadful, check it out. It's on on Netflix right now. One of the best shows ever. But anyway, great line, a great reference to a great show. So, okay. Yeah, no, absolutely. So here's two things that I had an issue with. And I don't know if you um, you all had, I kind of, I'm interested in knowing what your issues were with the say, even though there's a lot of greatness we've been talking about, there, I have some issues with the show. Number one, the fact, and it's not really my issue, but an issue that could come up. So there are actually Wiccans 
who this is their actually their religion. And if you speak to Wiccans, they don't profess to worship <laughs> Satan. And so I did like uh, I've heard people say, well, no, it's more an earth religion it's and nature, a goddess it's religion. Yeah. So there, this makes uh, Wiccanism seem like it's all about devil worship, which if you ask somebody who's Wiccan, it is not. And that's, they actually named that women's club Wicca. I'm like, you all are not slick or cute. Can, I know what you're we, trying to do. Can we be honest, though? Like, uh, their PR person, um, nobody's checking for that person ever. Nobody cares about these Wiccans in the streets. Like, they can have... <laughs> <laughs> they can write emails. They can get you know petition signs. We still not check for them ever. So um, it could be a problem all day, and we'll yeah, keep well, yeah. right on enjoying the show. Yeah, right ask Catholics how they feel about uh, Exorcist Part eighty six. They're not happy. <laughs> they're not happy, Tachi. I know so, they're yeah. not happy, but I'm it's just a, saying this could be something. I'm not saying it's going to be a problem for the show, but it is something that comes up with for them with maybe a misrepresentation. Yes, of- it is politically incorrect. Well, now maybe now see that's another thing. We've only watched one. Some have watched more cheating, but let's say watch a couple <laughs> episodes of the show. Who knows if eventually we may get some good witches who are actually more in keeping with the Wiccan tradition. Um, you know, they're all, they're going to be wearing, they're going to be walking like white outfits and, you know, doing cute, cuter magic than uh, the uh, other witches. So we don't know what's coming down the, down the road uh, with this. They might try to clean it up later in some way. They may. My second thing with this is that why every time they're okay. So what's his name? Uh, the cousin, Ambrose, 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 okay, is pansexual. And that's fine. I think it's good to have representation. But why every time the representation is um, non-gender conforming or whatever, is it about sex? That's yeah, pans, pansexual is supposed to be about like you can love everyone. Right. Yeah, so we don't really know what he yeah. we haven't seen. First of all, he is in prison at the house. So we haven't seen him with anybody doing um, anything. Well, you haven't seen oh, him. Well, you oh, haven't. Yes, you, you haven't. All right. In further episodes, we get more. Okay. We get more. Yeah. So that you'll you'll see as you if if you choose to watch more episodes, my dear Kevin, you will see that in it's it's people that are pansexual or um, gay or lesbian, they're always positioned in terms of sex. And I'm like, when you talk to people who, you know, are gay or lesbian or pansexual, it goes beyond that. So there's a misrepresentation there as well. Well, they're also, this is also, this, this show was created by the same person who created Riverdale. So mm. it's also misrepresenting the fact that people, that high school students don't wear shirts very often. So, <laughs> so the idea that the pansexual character uh, in episode two or three has taken a shirt off, that is not a huge surprise. Mm. What, what did y'all think about the little known fact that uh, Roz uh, seemed to be the only black woman and this whole thing, other than the other black girl that goes to the other school. So we, we can't oh, have to. Yeah, you girls. didn't get that far, though. You're jumping ahead. Oh, hold on. They did see, you did see those girls. Yeah, you see, yeah, you do see. You do see the girls in episode one. Oh, you see the sisters? The sisters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't remember seeing them in episode one. I was about to say, yeah, I saw them. And then Roz was like, uh, the daughters of the Black Panther. I was like, I'm here for it. But like, where are the other black girls at the school? Thank you. I'm like, who, who, who's going to join? Well, okay, first off, we're going to talk about the school. We got to talk about the fact that did anybody else notice that uh, when they're celebrating the fact that they got their Wiccan club made at their high school, they're in this incredible lounge that has a fireplace. 
what what I don't know where you guys went to high school, but wow. my high school did not have a beautifully appointed lounge for students that had a fi- a roaring beautiful fireplace. Temperature. What the cafeteria? The temperature. Why do we need a fireplace? What is really going on? Well, I'd also need to know: uh, Does Greendale have any adult education classes? Because yep. I might need to look into it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that lounge was pretty sweet. That, that lounge, that lounge was nice, very nice. So, speaking of the school, uh, what do you think about that teacher? Oh um, yeah, the, 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 we get two versions of uh, the teacher, um, uh, mm-hmm. Ms. Uh, Wardell. Um, now I may as well go ahead and because we'll, this happens very early in the show, so I'm going to Tachi already mentioned what happens to poor Ms. Wardell. So we see this uh, very kind of homely, sweet teacher that's actually Sabrina's favorite teacher, and um, she's driving home again, super foggy super street super wet and there's somebody that all of a sudden that the, uh, kind of appears in the middle of the highway she takes her and giving her a ride home all of a sudden scissors come flying at her neck she is no more and now she is possessed by some kind of witchy something mm-hmm. some kind of necromancy and now she's super sexy now and uh the, the skirts got pencilier and tighter <laughs> <laughs> the hair the hair used to be Let in it down. The, the hair is flowing and she's giving all kinds of attitude. And so I don't understand why Sabrina instantly can't like, wait a minute, you are clearly some kind of demonic force. You're not like, even friendly no more. She's not friendly no more. Teacher. And, the, and the favorite teacher is giving her hints on basically, you know, the principal that you have a problem with is terrified of spiders. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm so, like, you can pick up everything else, but you can't pick up that your teacher is now possessed by some demonic no, force. No, apparently Hello. not. <laughs> Okay, it's a little, like, little slow on the uptake. When you're driving like that, and somebody scared the bejesus out of you. Oh, I, I wrote this down. I'm glad you brought this up, Devin. I wrote this down <laughs> specifically to bring up on this show. Let me pull up my notes here again. Please tell. So I said, I wrote, why would you stop the car when she's driving? <laughs> well, See, because I understand that it's a, I understand it's a plot point, and you got to have it happen. Mm-hmm. But she's driving. It's bad weather. She's on this like deserted road this one lane road going to her house the woods and you see this random person like creeping like okay let's say she's a good samaritan right she's like oh this person we go to the trouble might be in trouble i once you see that that like i'm like what are you doing and then and then later on uh not i think this is in the first episode first episode you're right i think this is the first episode after that sabrina is like talking to her and like you both, like everybody said, and she's just like, I'm like Sabrina. This is clearly a different person. Like this is so like so obviously the whole a you person. had the beginning of the year is a whole different person, and you can't pick up on any of this stuff overnight. Overnight, a completely different person. She doesn't even try to keep the persona Mm-mm. of the of the body she's inhabiting. She completely changes the personality from top to bottom. And you think with everything going on, Sabrina should at least be a little suspicious. Like, yeah. it's weird how she, you're completely different than how you were before. But she's not. Now, one other person that needs to be mentioned since you mentioned uh, uh, Roz, the, the one of the residents of color in the town. Let's mention the other one. Because uh, you can only have, uh, apparently, one black girl per school in uh, Green Bay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're only allotted one. Let's talk about uh, the Click of Witches, a.k.a. the Mean Girls of the Academy of Unseen Arts. And uh, the head witch in charge is Prudence, 
Uh, and her last name is Knight. You gotta love that. Prudence Knight. Her yeah. hair. See, okay, wait. See. Oh, thank you. Thank Listen, you. Thank we, you. Bring them back. We, we're gonna bring them back. We have me uh, on our show. We have uh, our lovely lady Stephanie and Danielle always on our show. And uh, we love to talk about hair on our show when we review like Black Lightning and stuff. Yeah. And listen, Prudence's hair was laid. Those curls were perfect. Yeah. I'm like, to, to give you an idea, for people who haven't seen the show yet, to give you an idea just how powerful a, uh, a presence Prudence is on this show and how badass she is, she has the balls to rock. Platinum blonde waves, Betty Boop, <laughs> roaring twenties, mm-hmm. flapper hairstyle with dark roots. Mm-hmm. You got to be magical to pull that off. You yeah. got to be magical. Well, so I let's said... talk about this. This is since since you guys usually discuss hair. This is actually not anything like new. This is a trend that's coming back. So if you look like at a lot of um, what well, women in New York and stuff like that, they're starting to rock the finger waves again. So mm-hmm. this is just in line with what's happening in, not necessarily in the streets, but what it's reflecting what's going kind of like how fashion and the runway reflects street fashion. It's the same thing. So they're kind of channeling what's already happening. Wow. You know said, what? Everybody ahead, came, every, a few a couple years ago. Does anybody remember how Rihanna showed up at an award show with that exact same hairstyle and and she got pummeled on social media and so it's like first everybody hated it now everybody stole her look i said who which uh which dark witch can do black women hair because i want to (laughs) know where they learn to do that because that's some real listen and i can't think of a better power to be in an all-white town to have a hairdresser that good you don't even have to be a witch you could just Listen. be regular, and you would, yeah, you, everybody would come. She wouldn't even care. Yeah, she wouldn't even care. She, she cast some kind of glam spell that lays that hair down like that. <laughs> Her Whatever. hair was it is, laid. It is laid and nice, and that was reminding me of back in the day. Also, really? I think they're going to have some real problems in the future. Oh, clearly, yeah. That Prudence has some kind. She clearly has some kind of personal grudge against Sabrina. We don't know why yet, but there is some kind of connection. Why she are she's already so dead set against her? You know, we all know what it is. It's the baptism stuff. You know what I mean? Look, Daddy don't like me no more. I'm not Daddy's new shiny shiny object anymore. Obviously, Sabrina. He got the dark. The dark. What is it? Dark. Dark Lord. The Dark Lord has his eye on Sabrina. Oh yeah, we gotta talk about that. but they did allude to the idea of racism because the idea mm-hmm. that she is a half breed, she's part, she's half human, and uh, apparently she's the first non one hundred percent witch to, uh, I guess, uh, get baptized. To get baptized, or dark baptism. Well, this is what I this this is what I would like to happen. So I need for Esmeralda, whatever the black witch's name is, Prudence. <laughs> <Esmeralda>. <laughs> Hunt's okay. back a load of damn in this bitch. We did it, y'all. We did yes. it. <laughs> I'm going to call her Esmeralda. So I need for Esmeralda and Sabrina to be half sisters. I need Ooh. for, yes, for Come with it. Sabrina's like- dad to have slept with her mother somehow, somewhere, Esmeralda's mother, and that they're half sisters. And she knows it, but Sabrina doesn't. And that's where the angst comes from. Mm. Wow. So that's, wow. What, that's what's made, all that rage is what's making her hair so wavy. I, I get it now, Tasha. <laughs> so you think, is, you think Prudence is related to Ambrose? 
You know? Oh, oh that's oh, cool. They could, they could be siblings. Aha! Uh, uh-huh. Well, the hard part about this is I think that Prudence has already had her, because she's a full witch, she's already had her baptism. They said that they age at a different rate once you've been baptized. So how many years has Prudence been walking around the earth? We have no idea. 50 years, 60 years, 10 years. I have no idea how old Prudence is supposed to be and her and her witch backup singers, the the, the weird sister. (laughs) That's true. That is a good. That's a good point. That's why they pay us the big no bucks. They, do. they remind me of um, my girls from the Gifted, uh, the Cuckoos. Yeah. Every time I see them, I just think like two, like these three women. That's all like they seem like they all have like a link together. Like they're somehow linked together uh, mentally somehow. So I love. I just. I actually really not to jump ahead too far, but I really, I really enjoyed this first episode. Um, for what it was, and okay, way to keep your cards close to the vest. So again, yeah. you're <laughs> I sometimes you know, you know it's a jump off, it's a springboard because like you know if you watch the first episode of something and you and it doesn't pull you in, you're not gonna watch anymore. But it clearly, you know, we we're fans of the show because we watched ahead because uh, you know what Netflix does to you, they give you the good crack and they keep giving it to you. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yes they do. Yeah, so to give some production. Uh, background to the audience. Uh, Tachi emails me. He's like, oh, what show do you want to watch? And she's giving me these list of shows. And she says, Sabrina. And I go, hold on. There's a Sabrina show coming out? Like, what is going Like, how do I not know this? And so I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. And then it was actually, like, a lot better than I expected. Because um, I agree with Tachi. Like, I'm, I'm not into those teenage shows, even though I watch the CW shows. But it's mainly because I'm a nerd. Like, I cannot watch The Flash. Uh, or Arrow, but this show, by the way, this show is like, re- like really Probably. graphic, dark. Mm-hmm. Like you have like, like cutthroats and blood dripping and satanic shit going on. All like, types yeah. of stuff going on in this show. I'm like, um, yeah, this ain't your mama's teenage witch, Sabrina, but. <laughs> It is. It's it's a Sabrina that some people can get behind. Okay, speaking about the original Sabrina versus the new Sabrina, how do we feel about Salem not being a robotic wisecracking cat? Mad as shit. I was mad as shit because <laughs> I was like, oh, so we're not gonna let him talk, man? Because like that was that was part of the allure. Because like the first time before he even got into the familiar's body, uh, you can see the shadow of him. He, he was a spirit or whatever. Um, oh, I thought he was gonna have some dialogue, and now. You got me. You're like, oh, he not even. He gonna me out. That's it. So I, I'm very. It took me back, and I was hurt. Um, but like, what do you? I mean, to to what light do you think is gonna give substance to his character that he doesn't have dialogue? Do you think it's it's better that he doesn't have the dialogue or? Well, I think it's interesting is how they can, I think that they're going to be able to play with him because we see a glimpse of him in a non-cat form. So what Mm -hmm. I'm wondering is if Salem is going to be like a super familiar that can have multiple forms. So we can see him in his cat form and like, like, uh, uh, her teacher, her familiar is a crow. Now that's one thing. If you're going to have to choose a familiar, choose one that can fly and one that can hang out on tree branches right outside your window when you happen to be saying something that's really important to the story. was useless. So, yeah, because having a cat is like, a cat's cute and everything, but how often is a cat going to be able to be near whatever whatever information you need them to overhear? You wait and see. You wait and see. Wait and see, brother. Yeah, you wait, wait and, and see. see. We cheated, so. 
Yeah, yeah clearly. Witch eaters. <laughs> All right. So um, one other thing I think needs to be mentioned, like I think I, I uh, mentioned that the creator whose name I'm about to mention, who created both the uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina and uh, uh, Riverdale is Roberto. Uh, uh, oh, God. Come on, uh, do it. Get that Spanish out. Get it out. Uh, Sakaza? Sakaza. Let's go with that. Um, I, I'm, I'm really annoyed with you, Kevin. Why? You should be able to pronounce that with no problem. Oh, because I'm living in Southern California? Yes, and because that's also part of your heritage, but I'll be quiet. Let's, okay. let's keep going. Need to, okay. <laughs> All right. Let's not go places we don't need to go. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. No more, no more late night phone calls with you. Anyway. <laughs> So he wrote a uh, his um he's had a long fascination with the whole world of Riverdale and Greendale. He actually wrote a play of uh, a play ages ago uh, uh, uh back in 2003 uh called uh, Archie's weird Archie's weird fantasy and it was about Archie coming out of the closet and leaving Riverdale and moving to New York and um the day before the play was scheduled to open Archie Comics issued a cease and desist order threatening litigation and uh, uh unless the play was rewritten and so ultimately the play did open and uh they changed the name of the play they changed name of uh they changed the name of the play uh they changed the name of the characters it became weird uh weird comic book fantasy and uh archie was wiped from that as well as you know i guess they since they got rid of archie he was able to i guess the character could still be homosexual because archie was like no you're not tarnishing our characters clean cut all-american image so he's still he's i guess he's still all-american looking but he's not gay so they're cool with that so i guess the really important message has been uh that we can get from this everyone kids follow your dreams that's <laughs> <laughs> one to grow on you'll, you'll probably get sued for copyright infringement but eventually you'll end up writing a graphic novel that's developed into a tv show for netflix because he actually the the, the creator of the show actually wrote the graphic novel that the show is based on wow so initially getting threats from the archie comics and now he basically is the in charge of both the comics as well as the tv shows based on the comics wow um this is kind of off topic but another thing that i really liked was that they call the men witches witches like so oftentimes in fiction the a male witch is called a wizard or oh, a warlock. A warlock. Yeah. Oh, a warlock. But, but they're like they're like Sabrina. Your dad was a witch. <laughs> well, I'm I like, think oh. they used them interchangeably because they were also calling themselves warlock. Yeah, actually, yeah. I also heard the term warlock as well. So I guess they can be. Inter- but I think I think that only a male can be called called a warlock and a witch. And I, I, uh, I guess they're all witches technically. And then a warlock is just basically letting you know which sex they are. I guess. Yes, I think that's what it is. But I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. I also enjoy. Um, they entered in the first episode of the show. They introduced like a lot of different storylines. So you have like Sabrina at home, and you have Sabrina with um, having to give up her mortal world to join the dark world. They have like Sabrina her relationships with her aunt. They have like the aunt's relationships with each other, like because there's definitely tension there. This weird thing with Zelda and Hilda. You have like Sabrina and Harvey, who we didn't talk about. Um, 
and their relationship and Sabrina with her other friends. And then it's like all these different things going on at one time that like the show is in it. And it, for people who cheated, like uh, me, Tachi and Devin, they, uh, they continue down those roads throughout the entire, all the episodes and kind of ties them all in together, which is really, really impressive for a TV show like this. Definitely. Because uh, I, I, I know I was drawn to the fact that Sabrina and Archie, like that's a real pure little relationship right there. I could get behind that, right? Didn't seem though, like there was too much teenage angsty. It was just real cute. Um, you know, per 15-year-old relationship should be cute. Um, and you can tell that Sabrina's looking forward to, you know, her baptism, but at the same time, she knows what she has to do. And they, you know, that's, that's the, the underlying proof that she has to give this whole world up. And then that makes her question it. So that's why it's really compelling because she has to leave this life and she hasn't done it yet. So, um, and she has what, two days to do it. So it was uh, definitely, I was drawn into that and it made me continue to watch how, how it was going to play out. Well, and there was an interesting scene, I think, uh, in episode one where Sabrina toys with, she, tr- she tries, Harvey is asking her what's going on. She tries to tell him that she's going away to a boarding school. And then he, that's another thing. When you're going to lie and say you're going to a place, <laughs> it's, if the person next to the question is, well, what's that place? And you don't have an answer. <laughs> you did at least have a name of a, of a fictitious school when you're going to lie and say that you're going away to a new boarding school so, so the person might ask you what they, what's the name of that school no. uh, uh, uh. what happened was Ambrose told her that's what she needs to say she didn't say that in the first episode because she no, doesn't in the first episode no she she does uh there's a scene where she uh she's gonna t- she's gonna tell uh uh what's his name harvey, harvey yes. uh, that she's going away and what happens is uh he he instantly asked her the question like well what what school is this you're going to and she flummoxes and she can't come up with a decent lie and so then she ends up telling him the truth that she's a witch and that the the dark baptism the whole thing and he starts freaking out and all of a sudden she casts a spell and makes him forget yes what happened oh she gets a basically a uh which every team would want a be have a do-over yep oh like do you like me no you don't i'm humiliated this never happened go back (laughs) as you were as you were (laughs) and you know the whole thing is i i like uh when you were talking about the comparison of uh of uh okay what the hell see it, it left me did sabrina cast a spell yeah, she cast a spell to make him forget. She uh, she says no, some. She like, some kind of, no, Tachi I'm talking about on me because I. But you 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 were just um, making a point about um, how and and it's gone as quick as it was there was gone and it was a good one too. It'll come about back. About the idea that that uh, being able to have a teenage do over instantly by uh, making him forget. Yeah, it was it was. A do- it was the do-over thing, but then it was even before that when it was, I wasn't looking. I think that was, was that Brandon or Devin that was talking? Um, oh, Devin, Devin. De- okay, Devin, what was the last thing you said? Uh, the Harvey relationship and how, you know, it goes in so many different directions, but it's pure. It, on its surface, it's a pure relationship. Yeah, that oh. was lovely, but that wasn't it. I can't remember. <laughs> <now. laughs> no. uh, it'll come yeah. back to me. Also, I was watching this at work. And one of my coworkers comes in, and she's like, um, "She's like, oh, this is this is the new Sabrina. I used to love Sabrina." And so she goes, 
was that the show with Ferguson? And I go, no, that's Clarissa Explains It All. And she's like, oh, I'm like, how do you know that? And I'm like, I watch way too much television. <laughs> Hold on. That's, but they're both Melissa John Hart, though, right? Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah she I used to watch Clarissa, too. Yeah, I, I used to love Clarissa, but it was just funny how like it just it just came off like so smooth. I was so proud of myself. Very, very, very what, nice. What do you guys think about the main actress? What do you think about um Richard? Was she on Mad Men? Yeah, she was yeah. she was Sally Draper on Mad Men. And it was it was an incredibly impressive because the initially in all the artwork they were showing of the show, I didn't even recognize her. Uh, no. as Sally Draper and I watched every episode of Mad Men she was incredible in that and that was a very sophisticated role for such a young actress and she did an incredible job on that and so far from what I've seen I think she's she's transitioned into a young adult actress so seamlessly I yeah agree. I, I believe her that, that and I think that's the important thing whenever you have actors that have these roles, you need to believe them to the point where who they are disappears. You don't know who, you recognize them from other roles, but then that becomes secondary to how well they encompass this role. So I believe her, which is, which is great. Okay, I'm going to try to butcher her name because I want to give her name. I, I got to give Sabrina credit, the actress who plays her. It's Kierna Shipka. It's uh, K-I-E-R-N-A. N, last name S-H-I-P-K-A. And again, why can't anybody be named Pam Smith that's in anything? <laughs> Never. How dare you, Kevin? <laughs> Let's, oh, shout, I think that Pam Smith's performance in this show was so good. <laughs> She's that's a boring name. Sorry to anybody named Pam Smith. but <laughs> now, all, all, of, all of our listeners named Pam are immediately unsubscribing. Thanks a lot, Tachi. <laughs> oh, well. We didn't need anyway, Pam. Oh, oh my! I I I support all you, Pams. Greer, most of all. Yes. Well, you won't be a guest on our show. Thanks a lot, Tachi. I was this close to getting her to be on our show. No, I said Pam Smith. Her name is Pam Greer. Oh, okay. So you, but I thought you just said all Pams to the left. But fine. All right. I'm not gonna let you disparage Pam Greer's great name. You, yeah, you will not. Yeah. Oh, what y'all think about my man Balky being in this? Like, yes, Bronson Pinchot was in. I said, oh, 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 yeah. I haven't seen. No, I'm sure he's done other things, but the last thing I remember him for real in is Perfect Strangers. Yeah, that's exactly. Everybody remembers him for. No one remembers him from anything. (laughs) In fact, his family doesn't know him from anything other than Perfect Strangers. So yes, (laughs) it was a big surprise to see him, especially rocking a pimp cane. It was like, what? What's going on? He was actually in Beverly Hills Cop one and three. So you know, for people that really follow his career, you know, maybe. You but can. that was around the same <laughs> and time. You, and, you lost, and you lost the trail that you were following after watching Beverly Hills Cop 3, apparently. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It feels like it's time for us to wrap this up. So I'm going to ask the question that I ask each and every week, even though the answer is very clear for two of you already. So... All of you, are you going to keep watching The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina or are you going to change the channel? Keep watching. Keep watching. I'm All right, what keep about watching. Wow. Well, yeah, because you've already kept watching, so there's absolutely... I didn't finish, though. We didn't, you don't know if we finished. You know, don't, don't, let, don't let Kevin rattle you. He's just acting out because we have company. Don't, don't mind him. <laughs> 
Don't mind Kevin. You're so, right. Uh, thank you, Taki. You're welcome. You're well. I have to support you. So, Kevin, <laughs> let me then ask you: When it comes to Sabrina, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, are you going to keep watching or change the channel? Yeah, you know she's cast a spell on me as well. I have to admit, I I really am looking forward to getting more answers. And uh, the show is gorgeous looking. It really, all that, I even, I can't even knock the perpetual fog that's around their town. I, <laughs> I gotta watch it. And everybody's rocking those sweaters all the time. It felt almost, I almost felt like I was sucked into like the Huxtable's house where it was perpetually fall there too. So, oh, yes, it was. Definitely going to uh, keep <laughs> watching and having more chilling adventures. Cool beans. Well, all right, so let's get to know a little bit more about our guest. Um, so, again, you guys host a, a podcast called Not So Serious. Tell us about a little bit about the podcast and how it came into being. Yes, yeah, so we, me, Devin, and our other co-host, Mike, and then we have two pretty much on and off co-hosts, uh, Danielle and Stephanie, uh, I guess. Is, is Stephanie backing up? <laughs> We, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, my fire alarm just went off. It should go for a second. But um, we talk about our podcast. Kind of came about where I was doing a blog uh, called uh, thatcoolblacknerd.com, and I was just reviewing TV shows and films. And then I was just doing it for fun. And then I applied to be in the Film Critics Association, and I got in. So I became a quote-unquote film critic. But I hate saying that. Uh, so I started, so I had to do more reviews. So in order to stay into the association, you have to do like 50 reviews a year. Oh, wow. And I like writing, but I don't like writing that much. So I was just like, I don't feel like writing 50, I don't feel like writing 50 reviews a year. Like that's a lot. Um, so one of the other things that you can do though, is you can do podcasts as your review. So I said, well, why don't I start a podcast? And we just review stuff. So I was like, Devin, are you down for it? He's like, yeah, I'm down for it. And I was like, Mike, you want to do this? And he's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. He, he kept trying. Devin and Mike were telling me to do it for a long time. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And so we started off. We've changed a lot since we started. So we started off just doing uh, TV reviews, movie reviews, comic book reviews. So we would read like old comic book series, like a whole uh, run, like 10, 15, 20 issues and a review that we would do the history of a character. So like our first episode ever is like the history of the Inhumans because that terrible Inhuman show came out and we wanted to give people oh, a was, background yeah. of that. Yeah. And, yeah. And we started reviewing that show and then we stopped because it was awful. Um, so that's what we were doing at first. And then it was just so many shows and part of reviewing the show. Sometimes I just want to watch the show and not have to review it. And we were, we were reviewing everything. Uh, so then I was like, you know what, why don't we just, why don't we change the format up a little bit? We'll only review a couple shows a season. So during the fall season and then the spring and summer season, we'll review something different. And then we will uh, do a weekly show every week where we just talk about the news and comic books, TV and movies and random nerd stuff. And we'll just do that every week and we'll have different guests on and we'll sprinkle in. The other, we'll still do the movie reviews because I do those with uh, Rashani from the single simulcast. And, uh, we'll sprinkle in some TV show reviews and comic book stuff in, in between all these different things. And ever since we did that, we've kind of hit our stride. Wouldn't you say, Devin? Uh, I definitely would so because, like, way, way better. And it just makes our, our podcasting family grow 
that we get to be on other shows like this one because you guys are, are fantastic. Tachi, when you were on our Tachi, when you were on our show, you uh, definitely schooled me, and I didn't even know you could be a doctor of the film persuasion. I didn't even know you could be a doctor in theatrics. Um, so that was pretty cool to, to find out. And you get to um, have your your whole you know world improved by so many other people's perspectives and their and their experiences. Um, and Brandon is the genius behind this because Brandon was like, yeah, we could do a podcast, but like we have to find what's going to work for us because everybody has a podcast, you know, but you know, the consistency of those podcasts don't keep coming out. Like you guys should pat yourself on the back for, for being at it this long um, and having a, a great audience and, and core following because what you guys do is amazing. Um, but it's hard. It really is hard. Like, you know, because, again, we get paid triple nothing. So <laughs> so to keep showing up is, is uh, I do, we do it for each other. We all do it for each other. So um, Yeah, but we yeah, have so it. much fun. Like, all, almost all the episodes are just so – like, there's been a couple episodes where we're all just dragging, but we're like, we got to get something out because we got to get this out. But that's like one, maybe two. The rest of them, we just have so much fun. We're just kicking it with the people that we love. Dev is like my brother – uh, Mike is a student that used to work for me and then he graduated and he was always really close with me. <clears throat> so I was like, we'll do this show together. And he's like the young statesman of the group. He's only 23 years old. So, and he's a real nerd. He has his uh, drone pilot license and he's going to be a super villain one day, folks. He also <laughs> oh, wow. he recently bought Elon Musk a uh, flamethrower. So he, he has bought that damn thing. Yes, he has a flamethrower now. Wow. <clears throat> and that that so, is absolutely the start of being a supervillain. Yes, absolutely. he has a supervillain starter kit. Yes. Is he, he called Pyro? What is what do we call him? <laughs> <laughs> We're still working on his name. We're still working on his name. But uh he, he so, dressed up as three different Batman yesterday. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> and threw them all together because he's out there in these streets having living his best life. Um, he has an autonomous uh robot now. Like so he gives our our whole nerd um, appeal the the policy needs. Wow, wow. you give you wow. legit nerd credibility. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. Sure. I am, you know, we're all in this podcast universe together, regardless of what type of podcast you do. We can't, you know, argue with the fact that podcasting is definitely a force to be reckoned with. For the past few years, podcasting has been the new black, and it continues to be so. But mm -hmm. there's one part of it that can sometimes be a little bit elusive, and that's the whole monetization end of it. Are you guys monetizing? Are you looking to monetize? What's going on with that? Wait a second. Before they answer that, I thought we were in the Marvel podcasting universe. Oh, see. Or not. Okay. Are you guys monetizing? Before I was so rudely interrupted, <laughs> my rude co-host, what's going on in terms of monetization? Yeah, so we are not monetizing yet, but we plan to get there at some point. So our podcast is about a year old, um, and it started, we basically reformatted six months in. Uh, so we redid a whole reformatted thing. So we were, so our audience numbers have, in the last six months, it's grown exponentially from the first six months. I remember the first six months, I checked my lips in downloads and unique downloads, and I'd see like 
11 downloads, eight downloads. And I'm like, oh my God, nobody's listening to this show. I'm just talking into nothing. <laughs> like, and so then like, and I, and so on social media and social media is a uh, gift and a curse, but it can trick you into things. So I, I have a good amount of followers on social media, like a few thousand, like not a whole lot, but you have a few thousand, five or 6,000 followers, something like that. And so I'm thinking like, oh, these people, but nobody's saying anything to me about my show. And so we reformatted. And then since then I've gotten like, I'm getting like tweets about the show and people commenting on things that we say on the show. Uh, I remember like I had a tweet. I, I so, so um, on Gotham, I mean, I don't got, excuse me for, I apologize for calling yeah. it. Um, on on the gifted, there's a character called uh, Jace Turner. He's like a he's like this cop that's like out to get mutants, but he has like this sad story. But he looks like Cory Booker, the politician. So I call him Agent Cory Booker. So <laughs> the week after I said that, I go on Twitter and it's like I got all these people saying, "Oh my God, Agent Cory Booker!" I cannot unsee that now. And that was the first time when I was like, "Hold on, somebody's actually listening to my show." Like, I can't believe somebody's actually listened to my show. Like, it was so crazy. So now that we're getting uh, better and better numbers every week and every month, it's like, okay, so at what point do we try to go to advertisers? At what point do we get want to start trying to monetize the show? And it's just one of those things that takes a lot of time. One of my favorite podcasts is The Black Guy Tips. And they they took a lot of years to monetize the show and go premium. And it basically took Rod losing his job and then basically saying, you know, maybe I can do this podcast thing full time. And the fans coming out saying, yes, we will support you. And he made this uh, premium podcast network and people signed up and he went off from there getting uh, sponsors. And now he's going to do conferences and cons and all types of stuff. And it's just one of those things that you got to put in the time. You got to put in the patience. You got to put in the good product. And I don't think we are there yet. I think we have a decent product. I think people like it. But I think that uh, we're that's our ultimate goal is to get there. Yeah, And I mean, from, from my aspect of it, it's literally the time out of my, my week I get to speak to my cousin, who's like my brother. Like, And I, I take joy and I love to be able to, to build this thing with him um, because he's definitely the brains behind it. Again, I show up and I'd be, uh, I be, I, I am who I am. And uh, I never prepare. So I'm, I'm always going off the cuff. So, I mean, I always thank Brandon for always being patient with me and, and making time to do out his schedule. Brandon has a whole life, you know, like he has a wife and he, he works a job and he still makes time to record our shows. Like, and that's more what it is. Like we're here for each other and we want to see each other succeed. So if one day that makes like people pay us to do this, like it'd be great. But if not, like, we love doing it anyway. Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Well, there's Kevin. Did you, did you have? A, yeah. A, well, ahead. first of all, I just want to say, I just, I loved that explanation and just hearing the love you guys have for the, all the just nerd culture as well as each other is incredibly beautiful. All right. So I want to wrap the show up with a question that you guys ask at the top of your show every single week is the question is what nerdy thing did you guys do this week? <laughs> That's an excellent question. Oh, okay. So for me, uh, so I am a nerd of all sorts. So I watch wrestling. Uh, yes. I call it wrestling because uh, my family's from the South and they called it wrestling. So I call it wrestling. Yes. 
And uh, this week they actually had a show called Evolution, which was the first all women's wrestling show in WWE history. So every the whole show was all women uh, from the past, present, and the future, basically. And the show was awesome. So our guest on the show this week is Cameron Hawkins from the PW Torch. And we're going to talk about that. So I watched that. Um, I caught up on a bunch of comic books this weekend. Uh, Spider-Man, Ta-Nehisi Coates is writing Captain America. And it's amazing to read him write that character. Um, That's really good. Um, I caught up on Black Panther. I caught up on Batgirl. I caught up on The Flash. I caught up on Domino with Gail Simone, who I love her. Uh, so I read a bunch of comic books. I watched Sabrina. That's pretty nerdy. Um, and oh, and I watched the third episode of Titans, which you know I'm. I guess I'll watch anything nerdy. Okay, I have a question. <laughs> what platform is Titan uh, Titans airing on? How do you get Titans? So Titans is on the DC Universe app. It's they have an app like it's a subscription service. It's seven ninety nine a month. Um, you'll get access to like all the animated DC movies, some of the live action movies. They have comic books on there. I think they're going to put their whole catalog on there and that'll make it worth it. It'll be like Marvel Unlimited where you basically have their whole history of comic books you can access at any time. And then they have all these new live action shows. So they have um, Titans and then they have Doom Control coming on and then they're doing a Harley Quinn animated uh, TV show. And so they're doing a bunch of different TV shows in the DC universe. So it's cool. I mean, it's only seven ninety nine. It's not too bad. We use that to rewatch. Uh, we're really late on this, but we're supposed to be reviewing Batman the animated series. Uh, so that was good to go back and watch all those. So episodes. good. That That's so good. My favorite of all. I used to run. I was in college at the time. I would rush home on after. I'm like, nope, sorry, can't stay. Got to go home and watch Batman <laughs> the animated series. Yes, it was awesome. No. So when me and Brandon, like, we, we were actually sitting down watching it together, like, for, like, one weekend, wherever, actually together in the same place. And I told him, like, Brandon, did you realize how ugly this man was dressing with that brown jacket, <laughs> yellow mustard shirt, with two-tone pants? The pants were, were they tan or were they brown? I don't it was, it's awful, but he did everything in that one suit. And we wouldn't realize, thinking back on it, that he wore that same suit in every episode, but he really did. He did. Why this man is a billionaire? Why he got one suit? Exactly, <laughs> and an ugly one at that. He yeah, had, they, go was, was, garage, they go into his garage. He got fifty cars like Jay Leno, but he wear the same suit every day. Probably because it was cheaper for the animators just to draw one. Well, All right, yes. I have a question about oh. that. Since you mentioned the, your love of uh, Batman the animated series, how did you guys feel about Batman Beyond? Which I am still waiting for that to be a movie. Why hasn't that been made into a film yet? So DC has talked about doing that, but you know DC Warner Brothers has no clue in what they're doing with their DCEU. So who knows what is or isn't going to come out in regards to that? I enjoy Batman Beyond though. Definitely uh, did you like that. I, I definitely like that. I mean, uh, you get a whole new uh, a whole new generation of of people that didn't watch the animated series involved because they're it's like maybe seven years apart. No, it's longer than that because, like, well, that came out in two thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you get them interested in Batman, and you make Batman cooler because who doesn't like Batman that can, you know, be camouflaged, like, and and have rocket boots, like it. It was everything. Um. I enjoyed it, and then we got old characters somehow making it <laughs> to uh, the year twenty whatever they were in. 
So yeah, I definitely enjoyed uh, Batman Beyond, definitely. All right, so Devin, what nerdy thing have you done this week? I did absolutely nothing nerdy um, because I was, uh, I had the honor of being my brother's best man uh, for his destination wedding in the Dominican Republic. Oh, wow. And so I'm just, I don't know, I'm everybody's best man. I was my, my, my cousin, I was Brandon's best man. Uh, I definitely take pride in that. And um, the only thing I really did nerdy was trying to find Wi-Fi in the airport yesterday so I could watch Sabrina um, and actually have something to talk about. Um, well, when you get when you get asked the question on your show this week, you can answer, "Oh, I was a guest on the podcast TV channel." You know what? <laughs> yeah, that is what we, I did nerdy today because you guys, first of all, you guys' knowledge and just how you dive into it and have different perspectives and like sound like best friends and talking back and forth and your professionalism. You guys have this hosting thing down packed like if me and brandon can get like you guys i promise we're gonna monetize it and we're gonna be rich we're gonna well, make let me interrupt you to say that i that, that you guys are there don't underestimate the power of what you have with your podcast because you i mean it's absolutely amazing not just you but then the um the other two the other three people that you have on with you there's this yeah the great, ensemble is incredible yeah there's this great synergy so just and the you, know, you guys have together it does it feels like family it feels it like really does and you know the funny thing is, for us, like Kevin and I have never met each other in person. That's powerful. Oh, that wow. connection is real. That's wow. Yeah. Yeah. We we met on a social audio app. Uh, Tachi was doing uh, her thing, uh, these media scope uh, scope briefs on uh, Anchor, which has changed. And said there's been several different versions of Anchor, but at that time it was a social audio app, and Tachi would do these little uh, uh, short. Uh, uh, bits about what was going on in the world of entertainment and as well as pop culture and technology and there's no way you could talk about that without you know basically she she was uh, she was the flower and I was the bee I had to, I had to make a beeline for it and and, and start talking and we started talking um, about uh, she did a story about the whole what was the uh, birth of a nation Mm-hmm. and the Nate Parker controversy. Okay. And so I, I messaged, I called in uh, to her station about that and we ended up having a back and forth. And actually, Tone, uh, Tone Show Nunez, a YouTuber who's also been on our show, he claims that he was the one that made this happen because he said that <laughs> he was like, he goes, no, you guys need to do something because that was an incredible conversation back and forth about that whole situation. So... So that you owe him money. The finder's fee? Does he get his finder fee, or is like, what is? How's he getting paid for that? He gets to be a guest on the show every every okay. uh, every <laughs> other month. He gets so. one half of the triple of nothing that I. <laughs> and the sad part is that Tachi only makes seventy nine cents of nothing, seventy nine percent of nothing of of to my one hundred percent of nothing. Exactly. So it's really sad. Oh, so I got a question. What what um, fall TV shows are you guys loving so far? Oh wow! Go ahead, Kevin. Okay, let's see. I am loving uh, a million little things has emotionally sucked me in. And it sucked me in, surprisingly, like uh, the big kind of emotional thing that didn't suck me in, which is... uh, uh, This is Us? This is Us. I was about to say, like, how do you feel? Like, is it it more... I did not hate This Is Us. I watched the first, uh, like, season of it, but I'm the kind of person that some certain shows 
if I don't have some like friends hounding me like, what did you think? What did you think? What did you think? Then I'll be like, I'll just let them stack up on my DVR. And, um, and so I let that happen until I just lost touch with this is us. And I kept telling myself, I'll catch up with it later. And now it's so much that I haven't gotten back to it. But for some reason, this show, A Million Little Things, has gotten under my skin. For those of you who don't know, we talked a little bit about it, that the uh, premise of it is that it's a group of uh, male friends, which you don't normally see on a show. Okay. And one of them commits suicide, and nobody knows why. And you look at the aftermath of uh, what's happened from that. And what I do like about it versus This Is Us, it doesn't seem to play with time. I was concerned that it would be like jumping back and forth in time constantly. We have some flashbacks of the friendship with their friend that's gone, but the show does not keep playing with time which i appreciate interesting but i mean are you gonna am i gonna cry like sterling k brown that man makes me cry on on several occasions um because i was living in north carolina at the time that this is us first season came out and i was uh i got injured on the job and i just was watching it and i've never had an ugly cry by myself and felt comfortable <laughs> but i mean I hit that that um, lean on me cry when when <laughs> the squad got out and the kids passed the cl- and the, the, the test. I was like, "Oh my god, what is wrong with me?" So I've been something. And Sterling K. Brown made me cry like that in Black Panther, and I was like, "Is this him?" He said, "No tears for me," and I was done. I was done. <laughs> so, uh, about him. Well, it's um, I am a This Is Us fan, but I really like A Million Little Things. I think it, it's so well done. Again, just the cinematography, it takes you into the world of the, you don't feel like you are watching. It, it's like a continuous movie. As opposed uh, that's another, to- no, I agree with you, Tachi. Another thing, yeah. it, it, it has a sense of place. A lot of shows are supposed to be set in a certain place, but they don't feel like they're filmed there. I do feel like it's, it's I, I feel like I'm not watching something happening in Culver City here at a studio. I'm actually watching another city. And uh, so I'm totally sucked into that. Another show I was surprised that I really have grown to like is New Amsterdam. Uh, oh, yeah. Has also, I'm not a huge medical drama person, but that has sucked me in. Uh, I've watched every episode of that. Now, the one show I was waiting on, but it's gotten a full season pickup, and I can go into it further and see if I get really get into it. But I really liked it when we reviewed it. Manifest. I really liked the first. Uh, Everyone keeps telling me to watch that. Yeah. So, go ahead. I, can, I don't know if I can watch it because I actually work for an airline. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> watch it. so, watch it. yeah, so that's kind of, you know, that had me. Then I was like, well, people are telling me to watch it, so I'm going to let it do the whole season. But, like, it seems like it's pretty cool. Like, but you're loving it so far. You're loving it so far. It's got, it's got a great concept. It's the idea that people get on a plane and uh, a family actually gets split up. Half of the family goes on one plane. The other half, uh, three members of the other family goes, go on another plane. That plane does not land and they're presumed dead. Five For years five later, years, the right? plane lands like nothing happened. They haven't aged. Everybody else oh, is aged. What? And um, yeah, and so the question is, what the hell happened? And not only that, but since the people who were on that plane that was missing for five years, all of a sudden, they're starting to hear like these voices, but it's actually their own voice basically saying different things, like almost like little premonitions and leading them to different things, different encounters. <coughs> the best part of the first episode is mysteriously, all of them, all the people that were on that plane get called to the airport in the middle of the night. And they're all just feel compelled to come there. And when they all get there, they're all like, why are we here? And then the plane that the government is investigating blows up. 
Wow. And I'm, like, I'm like, you have me. You have me. And now I saw, like, I guess one, one episode, uh, I guess recently, uh, people are going out there and killing those people. Like, yeah, so it's, it, it's, getting, it's getting dark very quickly, but I was okay. scary and I was going to hold off, but then it's got a full p- a season pickup. The hard thing about shows like this is, like, the, that suffer from the Lost thing. Now, Lost, to me, is one of the hugest sci-fi disappointments ever. The ending, to me, felt, like, tacked on and made up. The producers kept saying, it's not purgatory, it's not purgatory, it's not purgatory, and at the end, it's purgatory. Like, you bastards lied to us for seasons. And what the, one of the biggest clues that they didn't know where their story was going, even though they claimed it, like, we have a master plan, believe us, follow us, is I heard one of the J.J. Uh, Abrams talking uh, when the show was actually in production. He was saying how, they had to get, I think the character's name was Nate, the little boy that was on the show. They decided they had to get him off the island because the kid was starting to grow up. And what was the, the time frame of the show was only supposed to be like a few months that they were on this island. Oh, so having wow. this kid age and be all of a sudden a teenager didn't work. And I'm like, wait a minute, that proves you had not thought this stuff out. You don't have a kid character on the show that's going to be on for five years that's only supposed to be taking the place in the course of a month and a half. You know the kid's going to age. You did not think this through. You had yeah. more, all kinds of intriguing things, like why is there a polar bear on the island? All kinds of crazy stuff like that. <laughs> and why, why is there a statue with four toes on it? All kinds of crazy. What is that mist monster? What's going on? All, that's all you said all through that whole show. And at the end of it, it's like, you MFs. I was <laughs> so <laughs> So I, it's really hard to get invested. The last supernatural type thing I was invested in, I'm still bitter about, was on HBO. Here and now was everything. Oh, yeah. Me. We reviewed that. Everything. And then the just canceled. So it's hard to get invested in these shows that have these. That's another thing. If nothing else, the, there, there needs to be one network that's bold enough. It should be Netflix, but Netflix has gotten fast and loose, canceling Nick Cage and stuff. They need to have some kind of... Nick Cage. Luke Cage, Luke Cage. They need, to have, they need to have some kind of guarantee that if, if you're not going to get basically give another season, you need to have a wrap-up movie, and at the very least, you need to have a panel discussion where... This is what was gonna what we plan to have happen. These are the writers. These are the director, the creator of the show, discussing what the what would how would have ultimately ended or something. So people don't feel like they invest themselves and get the rug pulled out from under them. Well, um, that would be very okay. Nice. Tachi, I have a really good question for you. How do you feel about the new Doctor Who? Oh, sir. Had you not asked me that question, I would have volunteered the information anyway. <laughs> I am over the moon about this Doctor Who. There's nothing in anywhere in the Doctor Who universe that uh, that dictates that Doctor Who has to have any way, shape, or form. So it, it, he, she, it can be anything. I absolutely love it. And I think, you know, in the world of sci-fi and in the world of uh, comics and cosplay, there tends to be a lot of misogyny anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I was about to say that, yeah. The, the the underlying assumption is that whenever there is a lead character or a character, that they're going to be male. And the female characters are usually secondary or there for the pleasure of, of the male characters. So I love the fact that she's every bit, she, she reminds me of the Matt Smith and the David Tennant. Doctor Who is, is, is always been, is brilliant, but kind of quirky. She has yes. that same spirit. I love it. And it was messing with me at first because I didn't know she was like bad, but then I was like, 
No, that's what Doctor Who is. Like, because sometimes, like, like, the first couple episodes, I was like, she's real, like, not rigid, but, like, awkward. Is she doing it? And then, like, mid-season, like, she's really informed now, and I really like her as a doctor. She, she's great. She's great. I thought I was, look, when they, they had the new doctor, I'm like, oh. Is it going to be somebody like an Idris Elba or a Chuka <laughs> for? I could see that happening and they would go with uh, making the doctor a person of color. But I, I'm here for having a, a female doctor because, again, there's nothing that says it's the person is just the doctor. It was never a he or a she. And I'm really, really loving her. In fact, so are other people because she's doing exceedingly well. Mm -hmm. And. I can't wait to get to a con and actually, you know, have an opportunity to meet her. Wow. Uh, uh, just, does anybody want to talk about the Rosa Parks episode by any chance? Oh, Lord. Oh, my Lord, Dr. Who? Yes. Yeah, Dr. Who. There is a, there's oh. a, did, you, did you see it, Kevin? No, I, did, I, I didn't see it. Devin didn't see it. Kevin, you saw it? Kevin, you no, saw I it? no, I actually I saw the preview of it, and I have been saving it because I, I wanted to watch it with a friend. I saw it. So I won't give away any spoilers. But what I didn't realize was that when I saw the, uh, the name of the episode, because us I usually watch it, it, it messed with me because, you know, they usually they used to play it on Saturday nights and now it's switched to Sunday. So sometimes it messes with me and I was like, oh, damn, it's not Saturday, it's Sunday. So I missed the Rosa episode. So it was called Rosa. I said, oh, this is interesting. And then I realized that was about Rosa Parks. I said, oh, God, am I going to be able to watch this? Because I can't, in the, in the uh, era we live in now, I, I, there's very little about racism or whatever that I can do without getting annoyed and angry. So I said, you know what? Well, let me see. But I watch it, watch it, watch it. It is so very interesting. It is so well done. Um, obviously, there are always things that you could, how do you cover that whole era, you know, you know in, in the hour that you have? But I like the way they were able to integrate that story and there was still a quest. So that's all I'll say about it. But watch the Rosa Parks episode. Okay. Oh, and Dachi, I've got to ask you the question I asked them. So what nerdy thing did you do this week? And I'll answer it the way I did when I was on their show. What did I, didn't I do that was nerdy? <laughs> <laughs> everything I do is nerdy. Obviously, I watch Doctor Who. Um, I, I, I have a TARDIS, not a full-size TARDIS, but a little TARDIS. And I was playing with that for a little bit. Yeah, don't, sometimes I'm working. So, and I'm like, um, what's that? What's, what's that? Because we don't know. You have a turtle? Oh, no, I'm sorry. The TARDIS, the, the police call box that they, that they travel in, oh, it's okay. called the TARDIS. Okay. Okay. Because I was yes. just like, oh. I'm sorry. I just assume everybody is a nerd like me. So, I mean, I'm, I'm nerdy to the point that, because I'm also a dancer choreographer. So the last big piece I did at the university I used to work at that I set on the students was a Doctor Who themed thing. And they built me a TARDIS. That's how much I'm into <laughs> Doctor Who. So that was uh, watching Doctor Who. I think that was uh, the nerdy thing that I did this week. Okay. Yeah, that definitely qualifies. Thank you very much. <laughs> Wow. So this, this has been awesome. And we could talk forever and ever because, I mean. Oh, I guess nobody's going to ask me. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm a little hurt. Okay, because you're chopped liver. So let's unchop liver you and. <laughs> okay, what let's see. What nerdy thing? No, you let me ask it now. So <laughs> let me ask it. Kevin, what nerdy thing did you do this week? 
Okay, not only did I watch the Apple Press event, which was on the East Coast I watched this too. time. Not I only did I watch too. it, but I wa- literally, the at the night before, I was up because I couldn't sleep. So I was watching every YouTube video with people basically doing talking about leaks and what they believe was going to be discussed at the event. Was so excited, could not sleep, and then was up at 7 o'clock to watch the event in real time. And basically went to the site immediately and be like, all right, let me order my my new 11 inch iPad with retina uh, with liquid retina display. <laughs> Good so, for you. Yes. I, wa- I watched it too. I watched it too. But I mean, I guess I just think about that as my normal. Since I have to report on those things for Mediascope, that's just my normal thing. But yeah, very nerdy of you, Kevin. Very nerdy. Oh, I love they just um, managed to sneak that plug in there, right yeah, there for your other podcast. Your other podcast. You know what? Well, also, um, I might be talking about uh, more of these uh, tech issues on my other show, No Malone Radio, available on Anchor and Spotify. Oh, Spot! Hey, anything Spotify? Definitely give it a listen. I'll definitely do it. Yeah, Absolutely. No Malone Radio. Check it out. All right. <laughs> so, so, with that all being said, it has been an incredible show, Kevin. Yes, Tom. No, you're not taking over my job of the wrap-up. Oh, God. I was going to to you. you like, all, Evan is just really excited and in rare form. I was about to throw to you, but apparently you batted it away. You okay, no, well, throw Let the me. ball hit the ground. Go, go. Okay, throw, throw, throw. I said, it's been an incredible show. I can't believe it's coming to an end. So, Tachi, how can people listen to more episodes of TV channeling? Well... So TV channeling is available everywhere. We are on Stitcher, on iTunes slash Apple Music, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, on Google Play. We are on TuneIn Radio. And really, if you go to tvchanneling.com, that takes you to our Podbean site and you can listen to all episodes past and present there. Also, while you're there, make sure that you leave a review, a nice one, and subscribe. We would love it. Yeah, we don't have any time for bad reviews, so yeah. Life is short. (laughs) And all three people who listen to us just dropped. (laughs) (laughs) Also, uh, guys, do you want to tell people where they can listen to you as well? Brandon, do it. Why So Serious podcast. Yeah, you can find the Why So Serious podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, uh, and at coolblacknerd.com. Just search Why So Serious podcast. It comes up if you like comic books. Obviously, you like TV if you're listening to this and movies. Uh, check us out. You'll have a good time. We talk about all these different types of shows and talk about news and all the other little nerd stuff that pops up in the world. Fantastic. Fantastic. And then uh, tell us, first of all, we'll out, Kevin, tell us how, actually, after they tell us how to reach them on social media, you tell us how they can reach us. So, guys, how can they reach you on social for the Not So Serious Pod? I mean, Why So Serious Podcast? Sorry. Um, you can find me at that cool black nerd on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show at just search why so serious comic book podcast on Facebook. Uh, Devin's was been on social media hiatus, uh, for a whole year, for a whole year. He made a, he made a bet with himself and he's fulfilled it. And I think it ends at the end of this month, December 1st, but you know, uh, maybe, maybe, uh, mid November, but December 1st is over and I'm going to be crazy, super messy because I say how I feel and I don't apologize for it. Uh, but no racism or, uh, any of that craziness, but, uh, yeah, I'm really messy. Oh, so Megan Kelly isn't a part of your, uh, social media? <laughs> you know, 
She is not. She is not. Well, I, you know, I missed that. I, I did well, miss that whole, uh, you know. It, yeah, her, her show got canceled, right? Yes, it did. Yeah, it had yes, got canceled before that, though. It was because uh, her ratings are terrible. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was circling the drain. This was just the, this was the final nail on the coffin. It was an excuse for them to basically pull the plug. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, she, yeah, she got her sixty million. So she, well, anyway, she better not. I better not catch her next time I listen to Why So Serious. I better like and our new co-host Megan <laughs> Kelly. She better not be on. She don't have that salary. Immediately, listen, I will unsubscribe hey, on you, I. Listen, nobody gets canceled. You can cancel me. <laughs> if she kicking some of that, ca- yeah, if she can kick some of that cash. Sixty what? <laughs> she can go. come. She will be. She will be. Presently, we're gonna get sponsors. We're doing everything, and Megan Kelly gonna be the whole front runner for it. Okay. And then we'll just hey, that's seventy two mil. I ain't mad. Sixty two, wow. whatever. Wow. Hey, wow. I'll sell out. I'm sorry. I'll sell out for a little bit. Uh, a little bit of cash. Not my, I, this is, I'm not related to this person. Bro, I was about to say, <laughs> you have quite a, uh, a thing uh, on your hands with it. I will. This person is speaking. And she'll be, and, and when she's doing the podcast with you guys, she'll be in blackface. This is not cool. It is not <laughs> Wow. Wow. I am very she disappointed. She has to put her outfit and she has to put her uniform on. If she's coming on the show, she has to be a whole black person, right? <laughs> oh, wow. Well, on that note, somebody has oh, to put on big girl yes. panties and big boy panties and end the show because we could be doing this forever. Oh, wait. So, okay. and, and yeah, we're TV channeling on all social media. Look for us. Yes. Okay, great. That was that was really uh, surprisingly brief. Thank you. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, so you see, I, I was taken aback. Okay, so with that, uh, we want to say thank you to... Brandon and Devin from the Why So Serious podcast for gracing us with your presence. We can't wait to have you back. It was a joy and a pleasure and all of that. So thank you for blessing us with your nerddom today. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. And co-host Kevin. Oh yeah. Oh, thank you so much for the bl- for the blurred lines. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to say thank you again, Kevin. It's, it's always a pleasure to host with you. So thank you so much. Oh, and I am so lucky to have you. And it's time for me to say goodbye and uh, um, say, um, um, oh, I'm sorry, Tachi. See, you are in rare form today. You are overstepping, sir, because he's happy because we got company. You know how like, <laughs> when you have pets and they're all happy because there's company or you have kids and they're bringing out their toys. Cause this is Kevin today because you okay. all are here. So. Thank you all so much for uh, coming on and, and gracing us with your presence. And thank you to all of you that are listening because it's because of you that we even do this. So it is not taken for granted. We thank you, thank you, thank you. And with that, I'm going to say bye from Tachi. And goodbye from Kevin. And remember, if you're watching it, we're talking about it. <sighs> Cheers. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>